Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 10, 21 through 29, called Light in the Darkness. The Lord is the creator of the sun, moon, and stars. The only reason that there's a sun is because there's a God who is the creator of the sun, moon, and stars. And so people worship this sun. They said, this is our light. This is our salvation. And get this, Pharaoh was supposed to be the incarnation of Ra. He was the light in human form. So you can see how the devil works, can't you? A mockery of Jesus even coming into the world. A false uh, Christ or antichrist was the Pharaoh. And so the Egyptian people did not see one another. Moses lifts up the staff. The darkness comes, 23. Nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the sons of Israel had light In their dwellings, if you have a new living, it says during all that time, 23, the people could not see each other. No one moved, but there was light as usual where the people of Israel lived. And there are several scholars that I read this week that say that even attempts to turn on some sort of light, i.e. a ancient candle or something like that, apparently did not work. You say, well, how does that work? I don't know, but God is God. And supernatural, apparent, supernaturally, apparently, they couldn't even light something human, you know, man-made to give them light. And everybody was just stuck, frozen, paralyzed in their dwellings. But in Goshen, light was streaming from the houses there. And of course, you can begin to once again see the distinction that God makes between his covenant people, Israel, and the Egyptians. They're in total darkness, and Israel remains in the light. And we are children of light. Once we were in darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. Amen? Walk as children of light. There are many verses that talk about this. Moving from darkness to light, the power of Satan to God. We are God's holy people. We are to proclaim the praises, 1 Peter 2, 9, of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It was Saul on the road to Damascus who saw that great light. He described the light of Christ in Acts 9 as brighter than the noonday sun. That is, the one who made the sun is himself light. God is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. Jesus even described people who fall into judgment that they end up in a place described as outer Darkness. You can see that at least three times in the Gospels. Jesus says there's a place of judgment called outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's not where you want to end up. 
You don't want to end up in a place of judgment described as outer darkness, a place, if you will, of deep darkness that could be felt. And there are scholars that believe that uh, Egypt was being decreated. A decreation is going on. And there would be fear, uh, a sense of doom in Egypt, sensory deprivation, disorientation, psychological distress, so many things. Here's a story from the early 1900s. On August 1st, 1914, Sir Ernest Shackleton and his crew set sail from London aboard the ship Endurance. They were bound for Antarctica, where the famous explorer hoped to traverse the continent on foot. But Shackleton never made the trek because before the Endurance could reach land, the ship became hopelessly lodged in the ice pack. It was January 1915. And from this point, their goal became simple survival. The crew faced many hardships in the months that followed, including freezing temperatures and near starvation. But of all the frozen terrors they faced, none was more disheartening than the long polar night. The sailors grew uneasy as winter set in and the light began to fade. In In early May, the sun vanished altogether not to be seen again until late July. Shackleton's biographer wrote these words. In all the world, there is no desolation more complete than the polar night. It is a return to the ice age. No warmth, no life, no movement. Only those who have experienced it can fully appreciate what it means to be without the sun day after day and week after week. Few men unaccustomed to it can fight off its effects altogether. And it has driven some men mad. There are places on the planet where depression can become uh, more of a reality because the sun is not shining. And for me, I'm a sun guy. Anybody else out there? I really appreciate the sun. I like the coast. I like things like that. And if it's cloudy for a couple of days in a row, it's it's a bummer, man, you know? I like the warmth of the light. I love the sunshine. I love, have you guys seen some of the beautiful sunsets lately? Man, the colors in the sky. It's so beautiful and so awesome. And it doesn't make me say, oh, Amen Ra, you're so wonderful and unique. No. I don't say, thank you, Mother Earth, for giving us such a wonderful sunset today. No. See, the Bible teaches that God is the Father of lights. And that means the sun, the moon, and the stars. And he made these things. And God is light. And in him, there's no darkness at all. Let me flip it around for a second. If there was such a terrible uh, darkness that the people of Egypt could feel, how about the brilliant light that we can sense in our lives? Amen? How about the beauty of God's light living inside of you? We are jars of clay and we house within those jars the light of the gospel. Amen? The light of our creator. He illumines my darkness. The Lord is my light, Psalm 27 verse 1, and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Amen? This is the truth of who you are. You've moved from darkness to light from the power of Satan to God. And the sons of Israel had light in their dwellings. I don't know what people do without the light of God. But the Egyptians were a picture of those without the Lord. 
Light was streaming out in the darkness from Goshen, from the homes of the Lord's people. And that should be the case today, that light should come from our homes, amen? From our marriages, from our businesses, from our individual lives. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. You, Philippians 2.15, shine as lights in the world in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. This is where we live, but this is what we can do. We can shine the light into people's lives. And there are those who are bumbling around, groping around in the darkness. First John 1, 5 through 7 says, This is the message we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Verse 7 says, If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. When the church gathers, we gather as the collective lights. It's not our light. We simply shine the light of God. If To use the metaphor, we're not like the sun, we're like the moon. We share reflected light with the world. But it's the Lord's light in my life. Verse 24. And so Pharaoh called to Moses as he normally did, and he said, okay, 24, go serve the Lord. Only, he always has a negotiation point, right? Only let your flocks and your herds be detained. But even your little ones can go with you. You can take your kids with you. And Moses replied, no, you keep them. No, just kidding. That's a loose translation. That's actually not what it says. That's, uh, that was from second opinions. Uh, but he is sneaky, isn't he? Now he tries to convince them that they could serve the Lord, but serve him at the same time. Leave your flocks and herds behind Well, what would happen if they left them behind? Well, they wouldn't have anything to sacrifice. But also, there would be a food issue because the numbers roughly are at least a million people who leave Egypt in the Exodus. Can you imagine that? That's a lot of people to feed. And the Pharaoh, in his sneaky way, would uh, upend their worship, but also their food supply. And this is just how the enemy works. He says, okay, go worship God, but leave this behind. This is how sin works. Sometimes we, we get to a point in our lives where we say, okay, I'm going to get serious about my sin now, and I'm not going to do it anymore. And we put that thing that causes us to sin in the pantry for later. And then we make these declarations. All right, I'm tired of it. I'm not going to sin anymore. But you just stay right over here in this little pantry. And what we really know is we're coming back later for that. So we're just playing a game with ourselves. If you want to get serious about dealing with sin in your life, don't put that stumbling block in your pantry. Give everything that you have to the Lord. And so their solar deity, their God, Amun-Ra, was in trouble. And so was the personal embodiment of the solar deity, the Pharaoh. Get this. They used to sing songs to the Pharaoh like this. He is looked upon like Ra when he rises, like the shining of Aten, like the rising of Kepri, 
at the sight of his rays on high, like a tomb in the eastern sky. When Pharaoh walked by, people would go, oh, look, the embodiment of the solar deity. He's so cool, he's got to wear shades. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hello, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. You know, since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on seven radio stations, one in Southern California, one in Northern California in the Bay Area, Arizona, Idaho, Utah, and two in Georgia, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. In addition, we have listeners all over the world, like in South Africa, Nepal, Australia, the United Kingdom, Pakistan, and Israel, thanks to our podcast. The country where we have the second most listeners is India. Fewer than 3% of the population are Christians there. The hope of the gospel is getting around. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth by giving at least $5 a month and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness, and also contributing to the joy in learning God's Word and feeling Him close. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support has grown to nearly 35%, and we are praying for more listeners to become part of the Walk in Truth team. Can you become a Walk in Truth partner, or can you give a one-time tax-deductible Christmas gift today? Please help us reach 50% listener support before the year ends. Call 844-48-TRUTH to give or visit walkintruth.com. That's 844-488-7884. 844-488-7884. One more time, 844-488-7884 or visit walkintruth.com. And Merry Christmas. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. They used to sing songs to the Pharaoh like this. He is looked upon like Ra when he rises, like the shining of Aten, like the rising of Kepri, At the sight of his rays on high, like a tomb in the eastern sky, when Pharaoh walked by, people would go, oh, look, the embodiment of the solar deity. He's so cool, he's got to wear shades. I think the Pharaoh had some ancient sunglasses going on as he walked by. People, look look how shiny, he's real shiny. Wow. The Egyptians worshipped Pharaoh as their god. And in school, children were instructed to worship Pharaoh living forever and say something like this. Within your bodies, children, associate with his majesty in your hearts. He is Ra, by whose beams one sees. He is one who illuminates the two lands more than the sun disk. 
The Egyptians thus ascribed all majesty and eternity to Pharaoh. He was their illuminator, the Lord of their hearts. Sometimes they even prayed to him. They said, attend me, O rising sun that illuminates the two lands with his comeliness. O solar disk of mankind that dispels darkness from Egypt. Thy nature is like unto thy father, Ra, who arises in heaven. Can you imagine how embarrassing it must have been to see the sun go out, which is supposed to be your main deity and Pharaoh, the embodiment of the solar disk groveling on the ground before some shepherd from the God of the Hebrews. Okay, you can go, but can you leave us a couple of animals? What happened to this real shiny deity, this Pharaoh that's supposed to be all that? He was nothing. See, he was dealing with the one who said in the beginning, God said, let there be light. And there was light And the God who brought light out of darkness made the light fade to black. Psalm 19, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to just give you several psalms in a row. If you want to turn there, you can. But here's what it says. The heavens are telling of the glory of God. Their expanse is declaring the work of his hand. Psalm 19, verse 2. Day to day they pour forth speech. Night to night they reveal knowledge. There's no speech nor are their words there where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out throughout all the earth, Psalm 19, verse 4. Their utterance to the end of the world, in them he, God, has placed a tent for the sun, which as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, it rejoices as a strong man to run his course. Look at Psalm 136, verse 5. Psalm 136, verse 5 says, To him who made the heavens with skill, for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, 136.6, his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the great lights, his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun to rule by day, his loving kindness is everlasting. The moon and stars to rule by night, his loving kindness is everlasting. And Psalm 104 verse 19 said, says, he made the moon for the seasons The sun knows the place of its setting. Those who uh, look into such things say the sun is the perfect distance from the earth. If it were a little closer, we would fry. A little further away and we would freeze. God has meticulously placed things in our world, in our universe, to give us just the right amount of what we need. Should anything shift or change, we would be in desperate straits. But here's what the Bible says. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, Colossians 1, 15 through 17. He's the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. When Jesus was on the planet, the people were witnessing the God who made the great lights, the God who made the sun, the moon, and the stars. That's the one who's the embodiment, if you will, of the ultimate God. This is the one to whom we must give an account. He is the true light, 
coming into the world, which enlightens every man, John 1, 9. In him was life, John 1, 4. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus said to people in his earthly ministry, I'm the light of the world, John 8, 12. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have what? The light of life. And in Matthew 9... Uh, excuse me, uh, Matthew 4, quoting Isaiah 9, the great prophecy about the Messiah. It says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light, the Messiah. Those who live in a dark land, this is from Isaiah 9 two, the light will shine on them. And in John 12, just one more, here's what Jesus says. For a little while longer, the light is among you, verse 35. Walk while you have the light that darkness may not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light, in order that you may become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke, and he departed and hid himself from them. John 12, 35, and 36. And so I ask you, who is your light? Where do you get your light? Where do you get your truth? Where do you get your beauty? Where does it come from? God is light. And he wants to be the light, the beauty, the truth, the source of hope. All these metaphors that connect to light in our lives. And I'll tell you what, when the lights came on in my life some three decades ago, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The beauty of this God that made us in his image. The scriptures that... I was beginning to understand for the first time. Do you remember those days? For those of you who have been Christians for a while, you'd read a passage and it was the first time you ever saw this truth about God, this light that had come into the world and come into your life. And so the light is shining. It's already shining. And Moses said, you must also, 25, let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. He's worthy We're not leaving anything. Therefore, our livestock, too, will go with us. Not a hoof, 26, will be left behind. Don't leave anything behind in Egypt, brethren. Don't leave a hoof behind. For we shall take some of them to serve the Lord our God. And until we arrive there, we ourselves do not know with what we shall serve the Lord Look at 25. You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings. You're going to give us some of your animals too, Pharaoh. Can you believe that? I think there was a little shortage in uh, Egypt at this time. Many animals had died in the hail and so forth. And what were they to do now? You've been listening to Light in the Darkness, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 10, 21 through 29. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we want to say that we're very grateful for our Walk in Truth partners. It's thanks to you and our church that this mission has grown to serve people in over seven radio markets across the U.S., and it's listened to in over 26 countries on podcast. We've always tried to reach more people with the truth in the Bible and to help people see how it does still apply to their everyday life. Furthermore, to demonstrate how God does love the world. During this Christmas season, are you able to help us continue this mission? As you know, we are a listener-supported ministry, and we could use your help. Would you consider adding Walk in Truth to your Christmas list? 
we would appreciate a one-time gift of whatever you can give. But of course, you becoming a Walk in Truth partner, giving at least 5 10 or $20 a month would go a long way too. If this program has added to your day-to-day study in the Word of God, please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com and click donate. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. We're walking through the book of Exodus and walking through the plagues, and we've come to the ninth plague, the plague of darkness, and it is a fearful thing. But darkness can be eradicated in the brilliant light of Christ. And my prayer for you this Christmas season is that his light will be your light and that you would know the joy and the peace of that light. Let me just pray for us all. Father, during this Christmas season with so much going on, there's a lot in our world that uh, is challenging to folks. But there's a lot to be joyful and thankful about as well. And I pray that your light, the light of your truth, the light of your love would flood the saints' hearts, and it would also flood the hearts of those who may not know you yet. Would you stay in an attitude of prayer? If you've not met Jesus Christ, you can keep your eyes open if you're driving. <laughs> Ask him into your, to your life. Ask him to be your light, your hope, your salvation. He's so faithful to save. All he asks is that you just turn away from your sin and place your faith in him. You can simply have the faith of a child. Think of a child at Christmas time. That's what he wants. He wants you to start right there with the faith of a child. If we can help you in any way, would you reach out to us? 844-48-TRUTH. We have pastors here Tuesday through Friday, normal business hours, Pacific time, 844-48-TRUTH. Give us a call. We'd be happy to pray with you to encourage you, 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael, and we will see you, Lord willing, right here tomorrow. God bless you. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 10, 21-29, called Light in the Darkness. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.